0: And that is something that they have chosen to do. They've taken something good and turned it into something that's negative. But you will find out with anything. I mean, take Christmas, but we can't look at Christmas and write it off of our list because some people have made it into something disgusting.
1: Welcome to The Dismantle. Creating community, not converts. Hello and welcome to Dismantle Podcast, a show for community, not converts. I'm your host, Joey. On this show, we attempt to dismantle an issue that poses as problematic for the church by having a discussion with a guest who has insight or experience with that subject. Now, if you're new to this show, we're not always going to agree, and that's okay, but we're not going to argue, because our goal is to gain understanding and perspective by sharing views in a way that builds bridges, but not barriers. Our guest today is Stacey Myers. Stacy is the brain behind HumorousHomemaking.com, a page aimed at empowering women with simple home management methods that work. She is also on Instagram under the same name, posting content about parenting, recipes, and comedy. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's so great to connect with you. Thank you for saying yes.
0: Oh, I'll say yes anytime. That's my new motto for the year.
1: I like that. <laughs> So, Stacy, before we dive into our topic today, can you give us a little bit about how you first got introduced to church, to faith? What's some of your spiritual background?
0: Well, I was probably in church as soon as my parents could get me there after I was born. I was—I've been raised in the church. Um, whenever my parents first got married, they were—they attended a Methodist church, and then a little bit after that, they attended a Pentecostal Church of God and now my parents, my dad is actually a Presbyterian minister, and my husband and I attend a Presbyterian church, but I have been in the church my entire life. I don't know life without the church.
1: Now, would you say that within your time at church, there's been a progression of how you see things, how you understand uh, spiritual stuff? Has there been a progression like that?
0: Uh, Absolutely. So, I would say that probably only in the recent last couple of years have I ever really felt like I understood my faith, and I'm I'm pushing 40 years old, so I'm not sure what that says about my progression of faith. But I feel like a lot of my upbringing, not not my parents' fault, but I don't really feel like I understood the word, or that places where I had gone to church really preached the word. And I had a lot of false beliefs about scripture and about myself that kind of framed my entire childhood and my teen years and even the first years of my marriage to where now I'm really just starting to actually believe what the word says to me about me. And that's just actually a recent development for me where I lived most of my life in fear of the word. And now I'm actually starting to see it come to life and actually trust and believe it. And I wish I hadn't taken me that long, but you know, better late than never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that.
0: So today
1: on the show, we're talking about something that might sound strange at first, but it's quickly going to become very interesting, uh, and that's the topic of essential oils. Now, some of our listeners are probably thinking, "Why the heck are you even discussing that? This is such a non-issue." But for others, this is a this is a real Tough debate and a tough uh, topic that that uh, yep. that we're going for on the show. <laughs> yep. So, Stacey, how did you first get introduced to essential oils?
0: Well, I mean, I started using them whenever I heard, had my first baby because, you know, we all go through that parenting thing when we're new parents. And we're like, oh, I've been eating Doritos and a couch potato my entire life. But now I've had kids and I need to turn over a healthy leaf. I think most people probably go through that when they decide they want to do better for their kids. So I just started researching more into how we could do better, live healthier, and I bought tea tree oil as my first essential oil from Walgreens, and then I have just kind of dappled in it um, since then, and then in the last three years, just gotten really serious about it and seen a turn in our family's health for the better, but it was it was just one of those new parenting things where you you just decide, hey, I'm in charge of somebody else and not just me. I would like to do a little bit better.
1: Hmm. Now, there is mention of oil in the Bible. Uh whether that's, whether that's for anointing, whether it's running down some dude's beard or a, a gift from some magi. Did the thought ever cross your mind that there was a spiritual connection to essential oils?
0: Not until I did some digging, but actually one of my favorite classes to teach is um, oils of ancient scripture. But I mean, once you start digging and really start reading, I mean, there's reference after reference, after reference, reference all the way through scripture, starting out in Genesis, when um, Joseph's brothers are selling him into the slave trade, the slave traders coming through um, were trading myrrh, which was an essential oil. You've got, Um, The holy anointing oil in Exodus, you've got um, the three wise men or the Magi, as you call them, bringing uh, Jesus frankincense. So oil is actually mentioned all the way through scripture. But a lot of times we don't take a moment to stop or dig in and think, wait a minute, what is is this and what should I be using it for? Because it was something that they use every day. Just like we use, well, I'll use coffee for an example. I use coffee every day. It is my jam. If I was writing a memoir about myself, I probably wouldn't include why coffee was so important. I would just assume society would understand that coffee was important.
1: As with most issues, there's two sides of this one. Some view it as exactly the way that you're describing it, that there, there is benefits to it and it's it's actually found within the Bible but then there's another side that views it as um cultish and that the occult uses essential oils due to their beliefs of containing spiritual properties and sacred energies and all of that. Uh what are your thoughts on that?
0: I will t- I did I've had problems with this in the past where I've wondered is this something that I should do? And then I've had some people speak life into me. But I mean, anytime you have something good, people can turn it into something bad. So I mean, you've got trees. Trees are amazing, but there are people who worship trees. And so, a mentor once said to me, "Stacey, just because someone else worships a tree doesn't mean that you can't sit underneath it and enjoy its shade." So just because some cult or some other religion takes an essential oil and ascribes to it some mystical property, doesn't mean that I cannot use it based on scripture for my family's health and wellness. Because even in Exodus, when God gives this amazing essential oil recipe to his people, it was to anoint and cleanse the temple. And then they use it later on to save tons of people from a plague that swept through the nation. So I could look at that and, and that's what I've chosen to do is look at that and say, oh, my goodness, thank you, Lord, for this amazing gift of these natural things that you've given to us. Somebody else can turn around and say, you know what? This is not a gift from the Lord. I'm going to use it for these mystical purposes. And that is something that they have chosen to do. They've taken something good and turned it into something that's negative. But they'll find out with anything. I mean, take Christmas is another example. Christmas is an amazing gift. It's the time when we celebrate the birth of our Savior. However, you and I both know that is not what it has come to be. But we can't look at Christmas and write it off of our list because some people have made it into something disgusting.
1: Now some of the marketing on these essential oils contain interesting phrases. Let's let's put it at that. <laughs> <laughs> phrases like energize your life force, enhance your body's harmonic Man- magnetic energy uh do you do you pick and choose the products based on the validity that you place on their marketing attempts like does that play any role in your decision making
0: i pick and choose oils i use based on results so it doesn't really matter to me what they're named now um i am a young living member so for example we have a couple oils one of them's called forgiveness one of them's called humility well, just because I take humility and I pour it all over my head doesn 't mean oh look at me i 'm instantly humble behold me, the humble person i that's not how it works um it's kind of along the lines of what you think of, about you bring about so if i 'm using if i 'm really working in my spiritual walk on the Lord helping me be humble and um showing other uh, humility and I use that humility oil, as I'm working through this process, then I'm able to kind of focus on it a little bit more, and also the next time I smell that oil, if I'm using it as I go through this um process in my spiritual walk, it's going to have a significance for me based on the smell, just like if you were to smell something that you attribute with a positive memory when you're growing up, I always use the example um when i was growing up on thanksgiving we always looked through that jc penney wish book do you remember those they were legit i can still tell you how that smells and it's been 30 years but i still remember and if i was to smell it today i would have an instant warm and fuzzy feeling because of how i view that memory so when i can connect a smell to an emotional response or something i'm working through um it helps me later when I smell that oil. So do the names mean anything? No, it's just, it's something somebody put on there. But when you look at it in a positive manner, humility, forgiveness, release, as you're thinking on it and using the oil at the same time, it just kind of helps your mental process.
1: Now, have you gotten any pushback for your work with essential oils? Any, any, you know, family or friends or even church people who uh, are having a hard time with with the fact that you're okay with it?
0: I've had yes, I've had some people not really understand. Um, I have. I always come back at them with scripture because it doesn't lie, and then after that, they usually don't want to talk about it anymore. But I'm. I know what I believe, so I don't have any problems. Like you said at the beginning of your podcast, we're not all going to 100% agree on everything, but I know this is the right path for our family, and we are 100% convinced that these are gifts that God has given us for our health and wellness. So if someone doesn't agree, that's totally okay. We can still disagree and be friends, right?
1: Now, talk to me a little bit about humorous homemaking, how that idea came, uh, what got you started with that idea and that outreach?
0: So I actually used to be a blog called Stacy makes sense. And I first started that because my husband and I, we work on teaching people to live debt free. And then it kind of evolved and we rebranded as humorous homemaking because I was, focusing more on helping other women um, take care of their homes and have a good attitude while doing it. And I just, I really like to talk if you haven't gathered that yet. so (laughs) It's been a really good avenue for me to um, kind of pour humor into what could otherwise be. I mean, we, we talked before this podcast and you're home with your kids, and then your wife is home with your kids. It can be a thankless job where you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm all I'm doing all day, every day is scrubbing this toilet and cleaning up these crumbs, and nobody cares. So, if we can have a little bit of humor to go along with it, oh my gosh, it makes our job so much easier and so much more delightful and fun. And I just really felt like that was my calling to help people laugh in a job that can otherwise overwhelm you and make you want to run away to the Bermuda Triangle.
1: It's <laughs> awesome. And Stacy, as we as we kind of wrap up our time, what's something that you think the church could do to move in a more positive direction? That could be on the topics that we were discussing or maybe just something that's on your mind that you're seeing from your point of view.
0: Well, when you asked me this before, I knew exactly what I was going to say, and I feel like what the church needs to focus on is preaching the word so we've gotten I feel like a lot too far away from preaching the word from the word and just taking verses out of context and not really digging because we want to have these themed sermons and I've been to some sermons where there's one verse at the beginning one scripture at the beginning and then no other scripture and then the service is over so I feel like a lot of my problems as i was younger and growing up was was i was not in the word enough and i feel like if the church could go back to really preaching sola scriptura and preaching from the word um it it would change things in a big way
1: it's a great word stacy thank you and and thanks so much for being on the show where can people connect with you and your page
0: Well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, both as Humorous Homemaking. I'm also at HumorousHomemaking.com, and I'm pretty active every day, so it should be pretty easy to find me.
1: That's awesome. We'll make sure we list it all in the show notes. But again, thanks for being on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time.
1: And that wraps up this episode of The Dismantle. Until next time, don't complain about the things you're not willing to change. You've been listening to The Dismantle. Creating community, not conference. Visit us at dismantlepod.com.